0: From the Ty Cats Audio Network. This is Ty Cats Today with Braden Neville.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Ty Cats Today on the Ty Cats Audio Network for this Monday, June the 26th, 2023. I'm Braden Neville, and today's show we will be hearing from Cocho. Matt Shilts Tim White, and I will also be breaking down the tie cats performance in the home opener with Coach Sal. The tie cats were back in action Friday night for their home opener against the Montreal Alouettes, and it wasn't the home opener the team was looking for, falling 38-12 to go to 0-3 on the season. I was at the game. I felt as though the offense looked very good at times, especially in the start of the game, throwing for some huge plays right off the bat. Matt Schultz at times looked very good, but it seemed like the Ticats' biggest issue was finishing those long drives and getting in the end zone. Matt Schultz finished the game 25-47 for 47 with 345 passing yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Not a single touchdown for the Cats, at all in this game with all 12 points coming from kicker Mark Leggio he went four for four on the kicks not saying by any means this is Matt Schiltz's fault there were several areas that had difficulties in this one and I will be breaking down those difficulties and and just the game in general with coach Sal later in the show this week the Ticats have their bye week and Honestly, it couldn't have come at a better time. The team is looking to reset here, maybe go back to the drawing board, and it also gives some of those guys who are injured right now some time to heal up and hopefully get back healthy for that next game against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Coach O spoke about the Ticats heading into the bye week and the team's performance in the home opener following the game on Friday. Tough loss, just your thoughts following that one.
2: Disappointed. That's uh, the effort. Um, At times, was there the execution? Obviously, was not. And you know, I thought we played hard in spurts, but playing hard is uh, a given. That's expected. Uh, We got to make more plays and less mistakes. Heading into a bye week, do you think this will help a bit to
1: reset a little bit here?
2: Yeah, I think I think everybody needs a break. This isn't uh, this isn't good enough football uh, to win, and so we're going to have to evaluate um, you know everything uh, that we're doing and and uh the, you know the goal is going to be the same we we need to come out out of the bye we need to be one and three we've got to put the ball in the end zone we know we've got to take the ball away a little bit i thought we picked it up a little bit in the second half there but again special teams you know we give up a a touchdown there in a game like this those are momentum swings it it seemed like it was going to be a back and forth game uh, that kind of gave them life so there's just there's in all three phases we just we've got to be better it's not good enough and we'll take a look at everything from all angles and so the buy for us right now is uh, at a decent time
1: that was coach O. now Matthew Schiltz got the start in place of the injured Bo Levi Mitchell who was placed on the six-game injured list and had some very good drives throughout the game but just wasn't able to find the end zone he spoke about the home opener with the Cats and his connection with his star receivers first start of the season obviously not the result you're looking for just what are your thoughts on the offense's performance in that game yeah, it was tough. I mean, we came out uh, trying to get some big shots and, uh, you know, we capitalized on a few. We missed on a few others and we just got to do a better job of staying on the field, picking up first downs. Um, we can't each take turns and I got to be better with the football. Simple as that. <laughs> so, and, and those end zone plays, what, what maybe could be could have been done differently to, to complete some of those and turn those into touchdowns? Yeah, just execute. <laughs> Simple as that. And then having Duke and Tim out there, just what mm-hmm. was it like having those two to target? Oh, I mean, they're awesome. (laughs) They're good for a quarterback to be able to throw to those guys and, uh, you know, love having them out on the field. I feel secure with them, so um, we'll get it right. That was Matthew Schiltz, a guy who I have full faith will be able to bounce back after that loss. Now, Tim White was, in my opinion, the Cats best player on Friday night, finishing with a season-high 143 yards receiving with 114 in the first quarter alone on just two plays, two of the biggest plays of the game. He spoke about his impressive game and more. Tim, statistically, your best
2: game of the season. How would you feel about your performance tonight? I thought I played pretty well, but uh, to me, I feel like that's secondary to winning. Uh, I feel like... Uh, I wanted to be able to make more of an impact for our team and just get the guys going uh, to be able to get a win. A couple big plays between you and Matt. How was it playing with him
1: tonight, and and what do you feel maybe could have been done differently to complete a couple of those in the end zone?
2: Yeah, it felt good, but ultimately you have to get in the end zone, and that's one thing that we just didn't do tonight. And uh, uh, playing with Matt is obviously great. You know, he's a great quarterback, and we just want to be able to translate it to wins.
1: And then heading into a bye week, do you think it's – beneficial to be able to reset
2: the body a little bit and maybe go back to the drawing board and
1: have a little bit of a break here
2: yeah i think the break is here at a pretty good time for us and a lot of guys will be able to you know re regroup themselves and everybody really around the facility but uh you know our eyes have to be about coming back here with a win you know we have to we have to find a way to win that was
1: tim white now there's a lot to talk about when it comes to friday's game and with me now to break down the game is coach sal coach how are you doing today I'm doing good, Braden. How about yourself? I'm doing great, thanks. I want to thank you for being on the show again with me today. Another tough game for the Tie Cats. I'm hoping one of these days we get to talk about a win. But the Tie Cats fall 38 to 12 to the Alouettes. What did you think about their performance?
0: Well, it's hard to uh, evaluate their performance based on on the ending of the ball game. Uh, you know, I don't want the football team to be defined by what happened at the end of that ball game. There were some good things in the game. Uh, I thought the O-line, patchwork O-line, if you will, uh, played pretty good. Uh, I The opening play of the ball game, I thought was a, a great way to start for Schultz. You know, uh, a little bit of play action, a little bit of bootleg outside, uh, maximum protection for him, and a big throw down the field to White. So all things, you know, started out very well for him, but uh, they couldn't finish. Uh, their drives and and i think that was their their uh downfall in that bargain
1: yeah and getting into matthew Schultz, he starts over Bo levi mitchell who's out with that injury going 25 for 47 345 yards no touchdowns and two interceptions so overall what did you think of his performance
0: well uh you know in, in golf brayden we we uh the saying goes that you uh uh, you drive for show and you putt for dough. Yep. Well, you know, throwing deep balls provides a good show. But uh, to win, you need the short game. You need those uh, second down and three situations to convert. You need that third and one to convert. Uh, you know, they, they were great in the field goals. They were four for four with Leo. So uh, that part was okay. But you got to put points on the board with touchdowns. You can't just rely on, on field goals.
1: Yeah. And, and I went golfing on, on Saturday and I wasn't punting for door dough or uh, shooting for show or, or whatever way that goes. So, but, uh, but I love the saying, Bo Levi Mitchell, he's out of the lineup. How important is it to get him back healthy?
0: Well, you know, he's the franchise right now. That, that's why they brought him in uh, to be the franchise. So he has to get back uh, as soon as he can. But if you rush him, then you lose him for the rest of the year. Let's remember we're only three games in to an 18-game schedule. Now, I was never in favor of an 18-game schedule when I was coaching because it's such a long, long time. Now it, it plays in favor of a team that's 0-3. You know, you've got time to make things happen and to get yourself back into uh, the football uh, playoff picture.
1: And and you mentioned the O line earlier on that you liked some of the stuff you saw from some of those replacement guys. Just just maybe get a little more in detail about that. Guys like Sartor and and Dayton Black coming into that lineup and starting on the O line.
0: Well, you know, Dayton Black is just a draft choice. Uh, he he's going to be in fire uh, uh, as quick as you can get him there, and he'll progress because he's in the ball game. Sartor, I thought handled himself pretty well on the outside. Uh, of all the tackles that we've had this year, the revolving door of tackles I think this group with uh Kemp on on the left side and Sartor on the right side played uh, as well as they could and of course Revenberg and Beard on the inside they continue to do a good job
1: no touchdowns in that game Friday but it seemed like they were getting so close to the end zone and just couldn't complete couldn't finish the plays what do you think needs to be done maybe differently to turn some of those three points into into six
0: Well, you know, obviously in the red zone, your offense changes because of the uh, uh, closeness to the goal line. But I I go back to this. We're not playing a balanced offense. You know, uh, Schultz was 25 of 47. Are are we built to have 47 passes in a game (laughs) when we only have five runs out of our running back? That's not a balanced offense. And so when you're unbalanced as, as they are and you get into that score zone where teams are going to play you man for man uh, on the outside and they're going to crush the inside as hard as they can, you've got to have some kind of play action and run game in your favor. And if you have not run the ball at all in the ball game, uh, you know, they're not going to respect it. So you know, to me. Uh, they just have to bear down and, and put
1: some practice time in that 20-yard line going in. And now to the other side of the ball, another game where the defense allows more points, I'm sure, than they would like. That's 112 in the, the first three games. What have you seen on defense that, that you'd like to see maybe improve?
0: Well, overall, the the pass rush to me has to be uh, a dominant factor in the ball game. Uh Yes, they, they sacked Cody uh, Fajardo of – Four times in the game. Two of those sacks came from defensive linemen. One by Carney, one by uh, uh, the interior, uh, forgotten at the moment. Laurent, you got the other one. Yeah. Uh, the other two came from linebacker blitzes. Now, you know, I, I look at Montreal and, I, and uh, Noel Thorpe's defense to me. When you play against Coach Noel Thorpe, the defensive coordinator for Montreal, he's a blitz man. He blitzes every kind and every way possible. Linebackers, uh, combination blocks up or twists up front, et cetera. These are things that I think Hamilton needs to do to help that secondary. The secondary right now uh, doesn't seem to be able to cover uh, as tightly as they have to be uh, in order to be a winner without the pass rush. So to me, the pass rush is
1: the number one priority. And now I'm going to move to the special teams, a group that I thought played pretty well in the first couple of games. It seems as though they had a little bit of trouble with that Montreal special teams, just maybe a little bit on them and and what you saw from them on Friday night.
0: Well, uh, the punt return by Worthy for a touchdown. We lost contain on the outside. That's a primary responsibility of, of one man. He has to be on the outside and force that man, the runner, uh, to come back to the inside. But you look at it, Montreal uh, had five punt returns in the game. They averaged 17 yards. Mm. We had, Hamilton had five punt returns. They averaged 8.6 yards. So to me, the cover teams need to be better mm. uh, and the return team blocking needs to be better. So special teams, and they didn't have the penalties that they've had in the pa- past couple of ball games, but at the same time, they're not hitting on all cylinders.
1: And now I'm going to move to something that happened before the game. and That was being Speedy Banks being honored before the game. Maybe just a bit on what you can give me on his career here in Hamilton.
0: Oh, Speedy Banks, Kansas State alumni, uh, as I am too. You got to love the guy. I mean, he he was dynamic in every aspect of the game. Early on in his career, he was just a return guy and, and a super return guy. And then when the uh, regime changed and we had a new head coach come in. They put him out as a receiver. He became the primary receiver, a dominant receiver in the league. You know, everything they asked Speedy Banks to do, Brandon did. He, he did it, and he did it very well. And I go back to the the Grey Cup game in which he ran one back all the way for a touchdown, and we had a very unfortunate uh, penalty on that, which mm-hmm. cost the
1: Cup. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. That's one Cats fans probably want to forget. Going into this bye week, do you think this is going going to be beneficial maybe for this extra bit of time to reset, or or does this kind of worry you the timing of this bye week?
0: No, the the timing is excellent. They need this time. They need to evaluate everything that they're doing all the way from their training camp through the first three games. They need to reevaluate every aspect of the game, every coaching uh, chain or uh, call that they made, uh, every coaching responsibility that they have, they've got to look themselves in the mirror. Then the players have to look themselves in the mirror and everybody has to get onto a new uh, idea that, that we're not going to allow this to happen. We're not going to be defined by what the ugliness of that ball game was. We're going to be a better football team. And in this time off, a little bit of rest time, they need that. Give them the rest. But when they come back, come back with a, with a vengeance.
1: And finally, I want to end this on a positive note here. What did you like from this team uh, or some highlights you can give me from, from that game on Friday?
0: You know, the, the highlights to me are always the same. It, it's the effort that the, to, the players put in. You know, as long as I can see the players putting that much effort into a ballgame, uh, I know things will get better. These are good athletes. They would not be on this team if they were not good athletes. These are good athletes, and and their effort is excellent. And as long as they continue to to show effort and improve a little bit at a time, every day you have to improve a little bit. And when you watch practice, you see good practice habits. Mm -hmm. Now those practice habits have to carry over to the game, and I think we'll be a successful football team uh, when we get back from this break.
1: Well, Coach Sal, a pleasure as always. And I'm hoping next time we chat, we have something positive to talk about. Hopefully a win here, but I always appreciate you coming on. And then I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Red you too. Thank you once again to Coach Sal for being on the show, as well as Tim White, Matthew Schiltz, and Coach O. Remember, season ticket holders, you can now purchase your Grey Cup tickets for this year's 110th Grey Cup in Hamilton, and tickets will become available to the general public on July 1st. That's all the time for me today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cats Today.